This is Chani, and you're listening to my first ever episode to my podcast, Flawed. Now, just a little disclaimer before we start off. I had recorded a prior introduction, which is now deleted to what I wanted this podcast to be about. And if I'm honest, I'm not fixed on the things I might want to talk about in this podcast. So I've decided that after a few episodes, I will just update what this podcast is going to be about in the description. I do know that I want this podcast to help me reflect on things in my life as well as wanting it to be a space where we can grow particularly by hearing other people's viewpoints and ideas so I can broaden my perspective and understanding and maybe you can with me too. And right now if I do sound uh, a little weird to you that's because I'm suffering through a cold right now and it's getting better at the moment, but I'm still having a lot of sniffles. I might sound a little breathless to you at times. And it's also another reason why I'm going to be cutting this um, episode segment into tinier pieces. is because I don't want to be coughing throughout this episode, uh, which I probably will if I did it all in one go. So yeah, please bear with me, guys. Thank you. Now, onto the backstory behind the chosen name for this podcast is that um, I used to have a very close minded outlook on life, the type of person that tries to be conscious of a person's nonverbal hints, um, such as uh, whether they might be wanting privacy or space, and I would kind of sense that to um, how they might feel or meant. And I wanted the same treatment from others. Maybe it was because I don't usually like confronta- confrontation and I try to avoid it as much as I can. So I tried to read between the lines of what a person is trying to hint at without actually communicating it with me. Little did I know how much of a disappointment and frustration I was setting myself up with that mentality. I used to be like, I'm literally joking or hinting so much about what I'm hoping to get from the other person, whether it's a little privacy or space. Why isn't this person getting it? Do I have to state it clearly? That's pretty much like begging for it at this point. And at that moment, I didn't really grasp uh, grasp the idea of the other person um, naively not getting it. You know, for me, it was so obvious uh, that it was just out of... um, my mentality graphs and the thing I learned over the years is that what's obvious to me might not be obvious to the other person and that goes uh, vice versa as well in other in other terms so um, the other person might not really catch what um, the, uh, the other person hinting at privacy and space but at the same time I not be I might not be understanding um more of a very evolved and mature thought process that they've got into in that life point. So in that sense, I just want to emphasize on the importance that if you do want to take something out of this episode is that what's obvious to you might not be obvious to another person. So please take that into consideration and um, clearly communicate 
what you want out of a situation or a person. Now, onto, uh, back onto what I was trying to say. I had that type of thought process um, for a long time. I expected people to read between the lines and that was one of the things that made me so hurt and disappointed when they couldn't. I was so angry at others for being selfish or ignorant to what I'm feeling when I wanted was never communicated verbally or clearly in the first place. I got into this uh, sad and negative mindset and emotions and it got too much for me at a point. This is when I thought to myself, I really needed to get better because the hurt I felt was really, really starting to dig at me. But I didn't know how to get better. At that moment, I thought therapy was hella expensive and there was no guarantee that I would get better after that one session of expensive therapy. So I tried to think of ways where um, things could help me get better. And then when I thought about it, I thought, hold on, um, maybe I could get back into reading again. And to be specific, I wanted to read self-help book, which was a genre that I hadn't dabbled in before. I only used to read fiction, uh, fiction novels or um, uh, comics and mangas and stuff like that. So I set myself up for a desperate challenge of cramming myself with self-help books for two weeks. I thought self-help books might have been cliche and, you know, they would uh, be filled with things that I kind of know in the back of my head, you know, unconsciously. And I thought they would be filled with happy words or quotes. But I thought that I should fake it till I make it. Fake it and fill my thoughts with happy thoughts and viewpoints, sorry, <laughs> till I really became happy. And it actually worked, not in the way that I thought it would have worked. I thought it was just filled with empty happy words, but no. It called me out on my bullshit, how I had been viewing things and my other flaws. There is a saying that I came across in a self-help book that's called uh, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, which is one of my favorite books, by the way. And the saying goes, change the things that can be changed accept those that cannot, and have the wisdom to know the difference. Now, I finally knew where my flaws lied, and I had the power to change them and have a happier life, and I was amazed at the reality of how now I was actually flawed and knew the aspects of the things that I could change about myself. And this made me a happier person than trapping myself in the mentality of a victim and not being able to understand the world. And I know the word flawed has a negative meaning behind it. And this, is, this isn't a podcast to put yourself down to. It's to make you feel what I felt when I realized my flaws. The feeling of new power and control over yourself through the knowledge of a different perspective and through working on your flaws. This reminds me of the movie scene in Pitch Perfect when Amy calls herself the uh, fat Amy when introducing herself so that uh, the twig bitches couldn't call her that behind her back. And that just screamed confidence and security within herself and I loved it. So just like Amy, this podcast is coming out as flawed, but that's okay because I want to better myself about it. 
Reading was one of the outlets that helped me a little bit to be distracted from the constant negative voices in my head, especially at bad times. Now I know that some people might not like reading books, and just the thought of it might put them to sleep. So in that case, I hope that I can be the alternative voice that helps you be distracted from the negative thoughts you might have here and there. Or the voice and chatter that accompanies you while you do mindless tasks. Maybe even a white background that might provide you comfort or help you sleep. Either way, I'm so thankful that you took your time listening to me and hope it helps you in one way or the other. Now a little bit of a confession. I'm currently unemployed, creatively unmotivated, and my physical health has been pretty neglected. And I'm pretty sure you guys can already tell by the breathlessness in my voice. And of course, I have no one but myself to blame. But I'm hoping that reflecting and talking about things will relight the passion in life for me. As well as motivating myself for the sole importance for doing it for myself. One of the most important points that I did want to get across is that you don't have to agree to everything I say in this podcast. I'm not always right and I don't profess to be and I don't know all the answers. And I'm also always trying to re-educate myself. So what I think might be right right now, might I might have a different opinion of it five or ten years down the line. So it's okay. <clears throat> I can't remember the exact quote or book that the writer has suggested this idea. But it felt so revolutionary and liberating that finally a writer actually notified the readers that they don't have to agree to everything that they read on their own book or other books and ideas. It encouraged the reader to form their own opinions upon what they've read, unlike in pretty much most platforms where I, where I hear opinions voiced in a way that is more persuasive than expressive, in a matter that if you don't agree to whatever the person might be saying, then you're on the wrong side. And I have a fear that... This type of persuasion might make viewers, listeners, or readers follow an opinion more blindly than out of actual understanding. I have read books that even though I kind of see where they're coming from, or even if I get the message that they're trying to get across, I don't want to commit to it. This might be because I don't fully grasp the idea of it, or that the ideas I've read about might be hard to apply to my life at that moment in time and so on. Uh, the point to that is to listen to new ideas, alternative ideas too, and take your time to come to your own understanding of it. Something new that I came across this week was a very intriguing Netflix documentary called The Social Dilemma. This documentary has text experts that talk about how our society has changed through social networking. It talks about how damaging and addictive it can be. One of the speakers, Tristan Harris, said something that I related to. Quote, we are training and conditioning a whole new generation of people that when we are uncomfortable or lonely or uncertain or afraid, we have a digital pacifier for ourselves. I have never heard someone refer to the technologies that we so often use today to be referred to as a digital pacifier, but this couldn't be any more accurate. Looking back now, 
How many times have I pulled out my phone in a social situation where I felt uncomfortable, awkward, or even bored? I'm so used to having my technology comfort me in social situations that I think I get anxious sometimes at social settings that doesn't involve the closest of my friends. I worry that I won't have a witty response or what if I come across awkward or even worse, a random awkward silence between conversations. What if I say something wrong? What if I come across boring? Or what if I simply can't stand being in the social situation? Or my social battery die, uh, my social battery dies, and I'll have nowhere to escape, and I'll have to force myself to uh, to go through with it out of politeness. It's so easy to ignore a conversation you don't like or know what to say online, as well as in social media. We can take our time to articulate a thought or a response that we, or at least I, have started to lose my ability to have a uh, naturally flowing conversation in real life. It's kind of sad that though social media and technology were supposed to bring us closer, in reality we are losing the ability to physically connect and be closer to each other. Therefore, this week, I will cut down on my social media usage and try to have more verbal talks, although this challenge is harder to do because of the pandemic. But I do highly recommend the um, documentary. It's a must-watch, for sure. Lastly, if you want to share any thoughts about anything spoken in this episode, please leave me a voice message or leave uh, a comment under the episode picture in... um, my podcast Instagram page that I am planning to have soon. I might not have it in the earlier stages uh, of this podcast, but alternatively, when it is up, you can also DM me there. Uh, I will try my best to get back to you. Uh, Thank you for listening today. I hope you liked this week's episode, and hopefully I'll catch you in the next one. Till then, I hope you have a great day and a great week. Thank you. Bye.